Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. You know, it's it's great to get ideas like that from people like Chris Sprague, who, who really have figured out that we all have hardwired into our DNA something called a zero point. We just need to find that, and it'll empower us and push us forward. Let me ask you a question. What would you call over a dozen of professionals that interview advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their tips, ideas, and precautions so that you can be well-planned in your business and personal lives. Well, we call it ExitCoachNetwork.com, and you can visit it and listen to all the shows at any time because they're all recorded and archived. So join us. We promise you'll find something that will help you at ExitCoachNetwork.com. My next guest is Jennifer Holland, and Jennifer is joining us from Jacksonville, Florida. She's the president and of certified brand specialist from Holland People and Brands. And we're going to talk about um, revealing authentic brands and oper- oper- uh, easy for me to say, operation, <laughs> operationalizing that brand through the people of an organization. Boy, that's a tongue twister. You got me, Jennifer. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> Good, except I can't say certain words, but I'll get over it. <laughs> um, Hey, thanks very much for joining us today, uh, Jennifer. What we always like to do before we get into the topic at hand is uh, give our listeners a chance to get to know our guests. So could you tell us a little bit about you and your background? Um, sure. Uh, I am a certified brand strategist one of in the country. Um, I specialize in helping companies uncover their unique distinction, why them over anyone else, and then how to operationalize that within their organization. So how do you get your people to live the brand? How do you get your people to deliver on the promise of what you stand for? And uh, so that's, that's what we do. My partner has a deep background in HR with Fortune 50 and Fortune 500 companies, and my background is as a um, Agency owner, uh, designer, graphic designer, art director, even copywriter. I'm I'm all the creative, and she's all the people. <laughs> okay, it makes good makes a good marriage there. Now, um, how, we we talk about branding a lot on the show, and uh, the the concept. I like what you said about having uh, you know the question of do your people live your brand, and so branding is a lot more than coming up with a slogan or a trademark or something like that. It's really a, a it's it's creating your your business DNA, if you will, right? That's exactly right. You need to uncover who you are, authentically, what you do differently from anyone else, and then what you're capable of becoming. And once you know that, you have to identify those behaviors that deliver on that promise, so that you can create a consistent experience amongst anyone who comes in contact with your organization or your company. And that's, you know, the the pre-purchase experience, the purchase experience, and the post-purchase experience, all the way down through your channel partners, your contractors, your, you know, whatever it is that you have that's connected to your business. 
So, you know, a, a phrase just came to mind, um, uh, you know, an example of a brand, because you can have a, a, a paragraph long brand, but nobody's going to remember it. But things like right. we bring <laughs> we we bring good things to life. You sure. know that brand? Okay, so is yeah. that an example? Is that is it have to be that simple for someone to um, to to permeate your the DNA and and your people and and should they be all be able to recite it just like that or what, what, tell us more about it? Even yes, absolutely, and even deeper. Um, so you also have to identify how not only how you communicated externally in the marketplace through your marketing and other um, vehicles, but also what rewards programs can you build in that tie into that same slogan internally? It must be able, it must be powerful enough and have enough substance to it that you can build programs with your employees underneath it to help support it. So think of your reward structures and um, tying things in. If you have cause marketing in place, look for those things that will connect your people to a cause that connects back to your brand. Everything should get simpler and simpler so that you're making decisions from a very small lens. So if it doesn't ring true, if it doesn't deliver on what your brand experience is, you don't even consider it, whether it's a product, whether it's – we like to say you want to – um, create an alignment between your business strategy and your brain strategy and your people strategy so that you're leveraging all those efforts and resources amongst all the activities that are going on within your business. We actually have created a model called the Holland Helix, which um, illustrates that, and we, we want everyone to use it. I mean, just If you can just get that simple model, great companies that have built great, great brands have done this intuitively, um, we just created a name for it so that it makes it simpler to understand for everyone. And if everyone would just use that, they will get better. <laughs> we'll have a simpler message, a simpler the, experience. The Holland Helix, and that's available on, on your website at hollandhelix.com, right? Yes, yes. And the model that we um, I, we created was published in the Journal of Brand Strategy about a year, year and a half ago, um, as it's the new way, it's the only way to really build an authentic brand. It's not going to be sustainable over time if you just come up with a slogan, if that's all it is. If it isn't fully operationalized in the business, you'll have to do it again, three to five years. You know, you'll have to start over and do it again because it'll become tired or outdated or it may be memorable, but if it doesn't really have any substance to it and any truth to it as to really digging deep and why you are different, why you over anyone else, it's going to mm-hmm. be short-lived. So is that is that human nature that things just need to change every so often? Brand. You might refresh your brand identity, your visual brand, but you should never have to identi- uh, refresh the core of who you are if you've done deep enough work. You might have new products, you might have new, of course, technology changes, everything changes, you will always add, but you should be able to add it within the lens that you have created as that very simple business brand and people strategy alignment that whoever you are, what's different about you, that should be part of your decision-making matrix so that 
you don't go outside of that, and you're continuing to deliver over the long haul. Okay, and, and I uh, going back to the example that I cited before that we bring good things to life. That was General Electric's slogan, and they had it for 23 years. They were branding using that slogan, and they, then they decided in 2003 to dump that and come up with the tagline "Imagination at Work" to emphasize their uh, their uh, imagination, their their company's creativity, and they they spent a hundred million dollars. To, to to recreate that. Did you get that account, by the way? Right. So, anyways. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, please. Well, I actually love their new campaign, and I think both of those are still in alignment. The new campaign, with the way they've brought it out, you know, the the, the commercials that they're doing. I mean, very moving, very powerful communications, and they are a good example of a company that also internalizes their brand. I mean, they really do build up their R&D to continue to deliver on what they promise. So they do foster imagination in all ways. And bringing good things to life is straight imagination, right? I mean, it's still the same message. They haven't changed the core of who they were. No, I, I love both of those brands. And it was only $33 million a word on the second one, so that's a pretty good deal. Uh <laughs> Well, I mean, that just goes to show the importance of uh, of branding. I mean, there, here's a company that's willing to spend a hundred million dollars to get it right, and and did right. they get it right? Do you think they got it right? I think it's brilliant. Absolutely, I do too. And and you know, people often will look at an asset like their brand and look at it with the price tag and aren't equating with what the value it really does bring to them. So, you know, if you look at the, and I'm sure your, your audience already knows this, if you're looking at the intangible assets on the balance sheet, that, that's your pure profit from an exit strategy standpoint. I mean, if you're looking at an exit strategy, it brand is where you want to put your money. That's where you get to put money in your pocket. And when I hear with companies that are so focused on, they're tangible assets. Oh, well, no, we can't do that this year because, you know, we're moving into this new space and we're renting a new thing. Oh, my gosh, how much are you putting down in rent? Because that that's not going with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so what you're saying is that the branding is going to help the business owners be more profitable and make more money. It's a key paramount, ex- uh, not an expense, but an investment in your business because if their customers – and and their employees don't have something to hold on to, you're just going to get lost in the shuffle? Is that basically that's what we're right. saying here? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And you'll hear companies really focused on their, their, oh, we've got to be on social media. Oh, we have to. And they're spending dollars, and, and not all companies, but there's a good many of them that are spending dollars in social media space and in other channels, and they don't have that clarity about them so they're just really sort of adding to the clutter and they're not helping their business by doing that now, let me ask you a question because a lot of our business owner listeners are small on the smaller side uh, under under 10 million dollars let's say in revenues but still nice businesses mm-hmm. i mean they they provided obviously uh you know good lifestyles for for our listeners and a lot of them are the name of the individual let's say uh, especially in the service areas but a lot of businesses are the names of individuals and I've been noticing this trend for a lot of those to change away from that because they're starting to think about well what about after I'm gone 
I don't necessarily want my name to be tagged to the business. So they'll change to initials or they'll change to another, uh, uh, you know, another more long-term kind of a format. What do you think about something like that? Well, I think it has to be um, a, a serious, thoughtful consideration because there's equity in the name of your business. You've built equity. And true, it is connected to your personal name, and that hindsight is twenty twenty. Don't you wish you thought of it when you started your business? But either way, you really have to weigh into um, the value of the name of the business and what it's going to mean to the future life of the business. And if you do change your name, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that is a careful path to go down because there's communications that have to happen over time. Just like a business is resistant to change, people are resistant to change. And if it's not done thoughtfully and strategically, you can really confuse your audience. And that doesn't help with the money you're going to get when you sell your business, right? I mean, if you confuse your audience and people start dropping off, customers start dropping away, you're really not helping your your uh, price tag for your mm-hmm. valuation. So if we go back and take a tip from General Electric, they did not change the name of the company, although they did go down to GE a long time ago to make it simple to remember, but it was more about what came after GE that, that created their, their brand recognition in their customers' minds, right? Right. And there are a lot of businesses that will go down to the acronym, you know, the, the acronyms, and, but they'll still keep the name of the company in specific communication so that it's not completely gone away time as you drop more and more and go down to the the, the letters. So we've got about five minutes left, uh, Jennifer. Let's talk about the Helix or the Holland Helix model and how is it different than what um, other agencies might do for branding? Well, most agencies focus on aligning the business and the brand strategy. If they're doing a good job, that's most of the time what they're focused on. They're really are no agencies, or if there are very few, um, there were none of, as of two years ago when we first started really building the Helix, there are no agencies who have an HR component to them with an instructional designer in their back pocket, you know, someone who can actually create the training programs that bring the people along the way to, we call it an ACE model, to acquire, connect, and engage the employee to the brand over time. And that's what's different. You know, an agency delivers the work, and it may be great, brilliant work, strategic work, but the company still has to be able to figure out how can you create that in a way that can be operationalized and can inspire and engage your employees. That's the gap. And if you aren't thinking about that when you're coming up with the creative work, you might have come up with something brilliant, but it cannot be operationalized with your people. There's no way to build a rewards program underneath it. It's not... It's just a sexy slogan. Um, has some meat to it, but it may not have enough. You know, you have to find out what's the value proposition for the people. That's part of the consideration of the highest level of strategic work. So if you can have um, the value proposition for your cu- customers and the value proposition of your people be the same, look how much time, energy, and effort you're saving. I mean, everything gets a lot simpler. So we actually teach the model in um, some Build Your Brand DIY workshops, and they're taught in um, 
several markets across the U.S. We we have a website just for that. We have uh, the same curriculum being delivered in other markets by other certified brand strategists as well, just to, really to teach this so that companies can really start benefiting from simplifying their brand and simplifying their communication so they're not having to reinvent the wheel every time they go out. Well, I like that model that you're you're helping, you know, you're you're out there to help um businesses and it sounds like uh like me business owners are are your heroes and and you're, you know, you're out there to help. And so you have a couple different websites that help. So you don't have to uh I mean, you guys are in Jacksonville, Florida. You don't have to do a a person-to-person visit. People can visit and learn uh, on their own uh, kind of a do it yourself. So how does that work and tell us about the it's called DIY or do-it-yourself brand.com. How does that work? Um, well, there's in the markets where we deliver it, you, uh, folks will come in, very modest price, come in, and they'll get three hours. And during that time, they'll get um, the very foundational, really important brand knowledge to sort of demystify branding. Uh, and then from there, we teach the five steps you must go through to really develop a sustainable brand, one that can be operationalized. We take them through the whole, all five steps. They can do it themselves if they want, or most times they don't want to do that unless they're truly a a mom and pop. If they're a five to $10 million company, they at least now have the knowledge and they know how to engage an agency that they're going to work with. They know how to look at things in a way that they can get more out of it. Yeah. They've gotten to know some of the basics and and built a relationship with you. And that's, that's brilliant as far as, building relationships with with customers who might otherwise say, you know, until I know a little bit more about this, I'm not re- willing to engage and and uh, this this show, I mean the the importance of your brand, I think we've got that message across to people. So, we want them to to get in touch with you and uh you also have a free uh brand report available, don't you? Yep. R- yep, right there on my website. That's just go What's to www.hollandhelix, H-O-L-L-A-N-D-H-E-L-I-X.com forward slash brand report. Brand report. And it's called the easy way to build the brand you desire, right? Exactly. So in that, uh, that's a would that be a good first step for our listeners is just to go get that report and, and read that and then learn more about, from there, they're on your website and they can see more about what's available in the do-it-yourself model and then figure out if they're, if they're ready to take the step to engage your services. Is that the best way? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. Okay. And it's it's so important. It is so important. Look, listeners, it is a crowded, crowded marketplace out there. Uh, everywhere, when you go to a supermarket and you see all of the different types of, say, soda pop on the on the counter, I mean, they're there for a reason. They've built their brand, they've built awareness, and now they have to to really get that message into your mind, and they need to do that with a brand. And that's what this is all about: is creating a, a differentiation so that you're going to be thought of first when someone is is thinking about your type of a product or service. Does that does that kind of sum it up, Jennifer? That it absolutely does. In fact we, we really push them to get you know one word that they stand for. You know, if you can come up with one word that your brand stands for, 
okay, you're on the right road. That may not be your differentiator yet, but when you can have an audience, of line audience, that when they're looking for what is that one word, they always put you in that consideration set, now you're really building so an awareness. You're really building awareness around your brand and, and putting yourself in a way that's going to attract those audiences that want what you have to offer. Wow, one word would be very, very difficult for a lot of people, wouldn't it? I mean, that's a, that, yep. that, that yep. would be and incredible. In the, in the brand, it's so true, but in the brand workshop, we actually illustrate three. We give three great examples where I've never had anyone not know the one word for the companies that I bring up. But when you can do that, they all of a sudden get it. So, But with your brand, you want to build a brand essence, a paragraph about you, that really communicates your value proposition. That's key. You know, and that's very hard for people to do. They can't get it that small. Well, they want to tell you all the things that are different. Well, they may all be important, but they're not the thing you need to leave with every time you go out the door to communicate. Jennifer, fantastic advice, and really thank you for coming on to the show today. I want to uh, remind our uh, listeners, go to Holland. Helix, H-O-L-L-A-N-D-H-E-L-I-X, H-O-L-L-A-N-D-H-E-L-I-X.com. And uh, Jennifer Holland, thanks very much for joining us today. I hope you'll come back again. I think we need to go deeper into some of these steps and and helping people uh, to develop and live their brand. So thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. So please stay with us. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. 